Hello, and welcome to the teaching ministry of Impact Family Church. For more information, including service times and directions, or to find out more about us, you can visit our website at www.impactfamilychurch.com. We trust you'll be blessed by today's message. So uh, we're just going to kind of go with the flow here tonight, and we're just going to see. This is the kind of message that you start the year off with, but it's only the middle of February. We are not that far into the year, and it's, and it's still valid. It's still good. It's still something we can, we can get something out of. So I'm, I'm just going to ask you now, how many of you were here the first part of last year when I asked you, what do you want in 2016? And I encourage you to make some goals. Now, how many of you actually did that? You actually had some goals, you wrote some things down, you saw them as the year progressed, you know, you began to see them come to pass. Well, now, if, if you're like most people, there's some of you out there who can probably say, well, you know, I, I had this as one of my goals, but it, but it didn't happen. Listen, don't get discouraged. You can't ever look at something that, you, that, you're, that you've put out there that you're believing God for and say, well, it didn't happen like I thought it was going to, and be discouraged about it. What you need to do is you need to look and say, well, instead of saying, well, it didn't happen for me, you need to say, I'm a year closer to it. Turn that thing around. Instead of giving the devil an opportunity to cause you to get into a place of discouragement, you turn around and say, I'm closer to it than ever. I am closer than, than I ever was to this thing. You know, sometimes, you know, we get to a place where we are, um, we just get weary. Now, doesn't it say over in Galatians 6? Why don't you turn over there with me? Galatians 6. Hallelujah. Starting in um, verse 9, it says, And let us not be weary in well-doing. Well, let's just back up to verse 7. It says, Be not deceived, God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man sows, that shall he also reap. If you don't mind, let me grab my glasses. I've got a note in my Bible that it's too small for me to read. One translation of that says, A man's harvest in life will depend entirely on what he sows. You know, and sometimes we just get tired of sowing, to be very honest. And it goes on, it says, For he that soweth to his flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption, but he that sows to the Spirit shall of the Spirit reap life everlasting. In verse 9, Let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. You know, there are times when we have to be, un- be under the um, absolute conviction that I will stand no matter what. I'm going to stand no matter how long. I'm going to stand no matter how hard it looks, no matter what the situation looks like, no matter what people say, no matter what my mind tries to tell me. I'm standing in this thing. Be not deceived. God is not mocked. For in due time, you will reap. If you stand your ground, you will reap. But that's really not what we're talking about. Listen, this is a good time. Tonight, February the 15th. 2017. It's a good time to have dreams, to have goals, to have visions for your life. It's the perfect time. We're in a season of believing. We're in a season of harvest. We're in a time where things are going to happen. God has been moving in this last year in ways, supernatural ways, and he is this year is going to bring bring some supernatural results in your life. 
But you know what? We have to be ready to set some goals. We have to be ready to, to, see, to see these things, to put them on paper and begin to see what it is we want to have in our lives come to pass. In Acts 2.17, go over there. How many of you can say, you know, this is, this is the last days. This is what we're living in. Acts 2.17 says, It shall come to pass in the last days, saith God, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. Listen, you've got to have a vision for your future. What visions are, they're, they're, they're visions of things that will come to pass tomorrow. But you know, if you don't have a place to start, then you have no expectation for anything to be any different. You've got to have dreams of something. You, there's, there's nothing to pursue if you have no dreams. And see, God doesn't want us just wandering aimlessly through this life. He wants us to have some specific things out in front of us. You should always have some kind of a project, a faith project out in you at all, out in front of you at all times. Something that you're always moving towards. Something you're always striving to attain. Something you're always believing God for. Amen. Always. Your faith doesn't work. It doesn't grow, I should say. If you don't have some push back against it. For us to just float along on flowery beds of ease is not going to grow your faith. My faith grows as, as the enemy tries to oppose me and I stand my ground. I get stronger. It's just like going to a weight room. You can stand there and look at the weights all day, but they're not going to do you any good until you start picking them up and doing something with them. You can't just pick them and go, oh, that's nice, and put it back down. No, you have to start doing this. You're going to have to, your, your muscles are going to have to react to this thing. Listen, your faith is going to have to react to the circumstances. And you, there are times when you're going to have, you find yourself coming up against something that wasn't of your choosing, that just happens to come in your life because we live in this world. And as long as we live here, there are going to be challenges to our lives as Christians and as believers, as, as people of God who know what we have and know who we are. And then there's times where you're just going to decide, I'm going to believe God for this. Those are the times when your faith can grow. You know, I look back over the course of life and and all these years, and I think of all the hard times, and and, in one sense of the word, you might go, glad that's over. But you know what? At the same time, though I might be glad it's over, I actually understand that in the middle of all the hard times, something happened in me. That there was a new strength, a new commitment, a new understanding. There's something that happened because of what that hard time did in my life. It caused me to grow. It caused my faith to grow. It caused my, my understanding to grow. And so for that, I'm just going, thank you. You know, the, the, the devil, what he intends for harm, God turns to something really, really good. And the next time the devil wants to play that same game, oh, he's at a real disadvantage now. He's at a real disadvantage. You know, and so, and so we need to have dreams. Those, those dreams that come, they're for, they're for us to be stretching toward, toward reaching for it. And then it says, and your old men shall dream, shall dream dreams. Listen, I don't care how old you are. God's not done with you. 
And God needs to keep you aware of the fact that he's not done with you. When he's done with you is when you have breathed your last breath. That's when he's done. There is no place for retiring in the things of God. There's no time to sit down in a spiritual rocking chair and say, okay, I've done my part. I'm going to take it easy now. No. God wants you to understand that he's not through with you. There's a job. There's a work. There's an assignment that he's got out there for you still. I don't care if you're 8 or 800, 8 or 80. You know, you can still be of great value to the kingdom of God. There's things he has for you. Hallelujah. And so what I want to ask you is it's time to decide what do you want for 2017? What do you want? What do you want to see at the end of this year? What is it you want to to look back and say, this has been a marvelous year. This, 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 and this has happened. When I taught this before, I was talking about the fact that you need to write these things down. And I'm not talking about frivolous things. Do you understand? I'm talking about things that God puts in your heart to believe him for. And I'm not talking about just natural things. In fact, is tonight, that's really not what I want to talk about is natural things. There's nothing wrong with believing God for natural things. There's some things we're believing God for right now, you know, for us personally, that, that every day I just get up and say, thank you, Lord, you know, for this particular thing to, to take place. And I expect that it will. But I'm not talking about those natural things because I don't want to get so caught up in natural things that the spiritual things take a back seat. Natural things are wonderful. God wants us to have all the things in this life to enjoy. He wants us to get to a place where all of our needs are met, where our bodies are healthy. You know, I appreciate what Brother Jim said on Sunday. You know, about it's not a matter of getting healed. It's a matter of staying well. And you know what? That comes as a result of some spiritual things. Doesn't it say over in Matthew, Seek ye first the kingdom of God, and all these things will be added unto you? See, for me, what, what, what's stirring on the inside of me is that I want my spiritual life to be so different at the end of this year. And I know that if it, if it truly is different at the end of 2017, and I have made some real strides in, in some areas that I know all these other things just come as a result of it. Just because I've gotten to a place spiritually where I'm not so concerned about the natural. It's so easy, so easy just to say, thank you, Lord, for dealing, for helping me with that. Thank you, Lord, for providing that and just go on instead of making it the focus of my life. See, our focus, at least for me, and this is what I want to encourage you tonight in, is the focus of our life for 2017 needs to be to put God first in everything that we do, everything that we are, everything that we say, every place that we go, every motive of our heart. Every intent that we have is to make him first. Because I honestly know that when we do that, everything else just falls into place. I want you to be serious about some things. Now, you can, you can say, well, I, I just, you know, I just want to be, I just want to be better, you know, better off, you know, at the end of the year spiritually. But you know what? That's just so vague. 
You need to get specific about what you want. You know, when PG was a little boy, he would come to me and he would say, I sure am thirsty, Mama. I sure am thirsty, Mama. I sure am hungry, Mama. I'm sure I'm thirsty. I'm thirsty. I sure I'm hungry. And I just look at him and I just wait. Okay, so you're thirsty. All right, so you're hungry. And he finally caught on. He'd say, can I have? And then he'd, he'd tell me what it was he wanted. See, we can't, we can't just go to God and say, well, I sure am hungry. I am sure I'm thirsty. You need to tell him what it is you're after. You need to tell him, Father, I want you to fill me up in some areas. And you get specific about what you want to get filled up in. You get specific about some areas of your life that you want to grow in. You get specific about some areas that you want to excel in. It says over in Colossians, well, let's go to Ephesians first. Ephesians 1. Here's a, good, here's a good thing for you to put down on, on a list. And I'm serious about writing it down. It says here, and um, Paul wrote this. He said uh, in verse 16, I cease not to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers, that the God of our Father, the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. My, what a wonderful thing to put on a list. That my God is giving me a spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. That the eyes of my understanding are being enlightened. That I may know what is the hope of his call. You can break all kinds of things out of this, these verses. And be very specific, Lord, this is what I want right here. And what the riches of the glory of his inheritance is in the saints. And what is the exceeding greatness of his power to us who believe. One of the things that stands out to me is the eyes of your understanding being enlightened. Listen, we need to get to a place where we say, Lord, I want you to open my eyes. I just want you to open my eyes so that I understand with my heart, not with my head, but I understand with my heart these things that you're trying to reveal to me, that you're giving me a spirit of wisdom, that you're giving me a revelation, knowledge in these things. See, we read, we read things all the time and, and they sound good, but do they really sink in right here? Do they take root right here? Do we understand it? Do we, do we get it? See, that's it. We want, I want to be a place where I get it. And you think, well, well, I'm in church, and I've heard those scriptures over and over again. Listen, the very time that you decide that I've heard that before, you've cut yourself off from any more understanding of that scripture. And I don't care if you read it a hundred times. If you read it with the right heart on the hundred and first time, you're going to find more in it than you've ever seen before. So you never come into church going, I've heard this before and just click out. People do it all the time. People will sit in church for years and not get it. Somebody 
years ago came to pastor and said, Pastor, I get it. I get it. I finally got it. And he goes, what are you talking about? She said, well, we've had a guest speaker in who had been here for like four services teaching on the subject of healing. And she'd been struggling in that area for a very long time. And she listened. I mean, he's an excellent teacher of, of, about healing, you know, right here. And, and this guest minister came in and he taught. And, and she said, when brother so-and-so was here, I finally got it. And he's going, well, hallelujah, praise God. And then, bless her heart, she said, she said, I realized it's the same thing you've been teaching all this time. <laughs> See, when we say, Lord, open the eyes of my understanding. Open the eyes. That means we have the, we put ourselves in a position to get it. To finally get it. We're not struggling in that area anymore because now we get it. You know, for, for, I, can, I can actually go back to the just, just talking about salvation. If somebody were to come up to you and say, there's no such thing as being born again. You're, you're not born again. You don't know God. What would you say? You, you go, absolutely not. You don't know what you're talking about. You know why you would say that? Because you get it. Listen. Healing is the same way. Prosperity is the same way. Being led by the Spirit of God, it's the same way. We've got to get to a place where we get it. Never, never letting something come out of our mouth like, I just, I just don't know what to do. Yes, you do. You would never utter that phrase if you got it. If you understand, like Joanna was talking about earlier, that the Holy Spirit, the one who lives and abides on the inside of us, who is our teacher, our guide, our helper, who has been called alongside us to help us, to take hold together with us, and we take hold together with him. If we really understand that, we will never go through life saying, I don't get it, I don't know this, I don't know that, I can't, I won't. You would never do that. Just like somebody can't talk you out of the fact that you know that you are born again, then nobody, not even yourself, would be in a position to say, no, you can't. You know, the enemy likes to talk to you. Just don't repeat what he says. Don't, yeah, don't buy into it. You know, there are thoughts that come through your head. Listen, you can have faith in your heart and doubt in your head. Your heart completely at ease, completely at peace, completely settled. I know without a shadow of a doubt this belongs to me. And your head will be giving you fits constantly. Just constantly. These, these thoughts are coming. Listen, just because the thought comes to you does not mean that's God. That doesn't even mean that you. It just means the enemy's trying to talk you out of something. Don't repeat what he says. Even to yourself. As soon as you begin to meditate on what he says, you begin to turn it over in your mind. Oh, you've put yourself in a bad spot. You've put yourself in a place where you are slowly undermining what's in your heart. It's like a little, like a little you know, one of those little machines that kind of digs away at, at, at stuff, you know, at, at like an embankment, kind of just slowly digging away. Don't entertain those thoughts. You tell them, No. You speak the word. What did Jesus do? When the enemy came to him and tempted him out there in the wilderness, he immediately responded with the word. 
Why? Because he got it. He got it. He understood what the word was, understood the power of the word of God, understood the promise in the word of God, understood everything he needed to understand, and it didn't matter what the devil said. And so for me, you know, just getting a piece of paper out and said, Lord, I, I want to, at the end of this year, I want to know that my understanding has been expanded so much. I want to know that, that there's wisdom operating in my life. I want to see where revelation has come to me. Oh, my. You have to be serious about these things. Now, to, to do this is going to require some effort. Seeking first. Seeking first, God. Seeking him. You say, well, you know, I, I, I try, but you know, it just doesn't seem to work. No, that's not where we go. That's not what we say. That's not what we believe. Listen, over in Philippians 2.13, you're close by. Just head on over there. I know at the beginning of every year we start out with good intentions in a lot of natural things. You know, we got some New Year's resolutions. Listen, I want you to have some spiritual resolutions. And I know sometimes it's, it's easy to kind of kind of get slack on them. If a couple of weeks goes, goes by, you know, you're doing great. You know, about week four, we're kind of getting a little iffy here. And, and slip, you know, by, by March the 31st, you know, you kind of abandon it all together. But you know what? It doesn't have to be that way. You know, there needs to be some good quality decisions made where we decide this is what I'm going to have. This is what I'm going to have. At the end of 2017, I will be able to look back at this year and this is what will have been accomplished in my life. That's a good quality decision, but it's going to have to be backed up. But if the enemy is trying to tell you that you can't do something, but, but I don't like to... Anybody ever, ever, ever thought this when... Somebody's talking about prayer and spending more time in prayer or coming to prayer on Monday night. And you think to yourself, I don't like to pray. Has anybody ever done that? Amen. Anybody ever done Yeah, but I don't like to pray. Well, I don't like to exercise either. But they tell me. <laughs> they tell me that when, and I, you know, when I was good about it, you know, I could say this, this was true, that, that I kind of got in such a habit of doing the exercise that when the days I didn't do it, I really missed it. But how did that happen? Because I disciplined myself every single day to do it. Listen, we'll have to discipline ourselves every single day to do what it's going to take to put ourselves in a position to have that spirit of wisdom and revelation, to be at that place where the eyes of our understanding are going to be enlightened. We have to make that decision, and your, and your mind is saying, I don't think I can do that. I don't know that. But Philippians says this. It's God, verse 13, Philippians, it is God that works in you both to will and to do of his good pleasure. The amplified version of that says, For it is God who is all the while effectually at work in you, energizing and creating in you the power and desire both to will 
and to work for his good pleasure and satisfaction and delight. Listen, if that's where you have to start, start there. It's God that's at work in me, creating a desire in me to follow him more fully, to follow him more completely, to be more aware of him, to be more aware of the spirit of God that's on the inside of me. You know, you can take this and you can run with it. I I want to know at the end of this year, I want to know the Father better. I want to look back and say, I have been better at following the Holy Ghost, following the leading of the Spirit in my spirit than I've ever been before. I've been more aware of him than I've ever been before. Thank God for Joanna's testimony about being more aware of him. See, that's it. To be aware of the one that's on the inside of us. That's a goal we need to have for this year. Because God's got something for us to do. He's got, as individuals, he's got something for us to do. There's, there are opportunities every single day that are out there. And so many times I think the, the enemy gets us caught up in the, the things of this natural world about what we eat, what we drink, where we live, you know, what we're going to wear, how we're going to do this, how we're going to do that. How, it's as a distraction for what the real job is that he wants us to do, what God wants us to do. What the Holy Spirit wants to do. What the Father sees us doing. See, he sees more about you than you see for yourself. You know, when I look at Acts, you know, about young men will have visions and old men will dream dreams. You know, there are times when God, God's got things for you. He wants to show you. But he wants you, when he shows you something, he wants you to hook up with him. He wants you to take hold of those things and together fulfill those things. Listen, there's a God side and there's a natural side, a man's side, I should say. There's a man's side. There's his part. There's our part. And when we put the two together, the will of God is accomplished perfectly. Perfectly. We go about our day having done what God wanted us to do that day. Because every day has an assignment attached to it. We, we may not think of it in terms of, well, God's got something for me today, and, and this is a big thing. Listen, it's, it's an evolving thing every single day, but every single day there's an assignment. There may be a big assignment out here, but every day there's a smaller assignment for you to walk in that's part of that bigger assignment. And for us to get to that place means we're going to have to start walking closer to him. That is what I want you to see for this year. I want you to see that in 2017, you can become more than what you are now. You can do more than what you're doing now. You can see more than what you see now. You can understand more than you understand now. Not just for your benefit, but for the benefit of the plan of God. And so, as individuals, we do that. Um, Hallelujah. Let me see. Thank you, Jesus. You know, you, you you can add so many things into this. 
you know, spiritual goals are, like I said, increased knowledge of the word, a stronger prayer life, being more conscious of the things that we say and the things that we do, walking in love more than we ever have. I appreciate what Pastor Amy said, you know, for two, two Wednesday nights, you're talking about, about the walking in love. We can, we can have a spiritual goal of being a better witness. Listen, you are the only Jesus some people will ever get to experience. And, and when we really come to understand that, then we come to understand that, that our lives must be a natural demonstration of the love and the life of God. You know, we need to be demonstrating everywhere we go how good God is. There should be blessings flowing in our lives to such an extent that people look at you and go, how come, how come you're so blessed all the time? How come, how come you always, that always happens to you? How come always good things are coming in your life? They may not understand the word blessed, but they, under, but they know what's good and what's not. Amen. People will look at you and go, how come always good things are happening in your life? It's a wonderful time to tell them. That's the only chance some people will ever have to be, to be exposed to the goodness of God and how much he loves them. You know, so to be a better witness, again, Joanne, I love you because love you you're helping me here. Being a better giver. You know, being a better giver isn't just in church. You can be a better giver outside these walls. You know, just when, when God puts something on your heart, to do something for somebody, you have resources to be able to give them. Wouldn't that be wonderful that you had enough to meet all of your needs and plenty left over so that if God told you to reach in your pocket and pull out X amount of dollars, you could go, no problem, I got it. I got it. Or you come to church and, well, there was a guest speaker I didn't know about or I forgot about or just, you know, whatever, you know, just kind of was all of a sudden. And you're not going, oh, my, oh, my, okay, I don't have it. I don't have it. I don't have it, you know. I'd like to, but I don't have it. But just to know that there's a supply there. See, that's, a, that's, not, that's not just a natural goal. It's a spiritual goal as well. But, you know, it all comes as, as when we get to the place where we, where we get it and we get in a place where God can bless us and, and be, then for us in turn to be the blessing he always intended for us to be, being ready to be used, to participate in anything that's going on, whether it's outside these walls or whether it's inside these walls. I, I would like to think that at the end of... T- 2017, that we have all come to a place where we could say, I participated more in these services that we've had this year. I have been engaged in these services. See, you know, there are natural things that we do to have spiritual things happen, like coming to church expecting something to happen. Coming to church prepared to participate in what's happening. 
from the time we get here, actually from the before you get here, beginning to set your mind in a place and your heart in a place where I'm ready to receive. I'm ready for what this service is going to be. I'm ready to experience the word. I'm ready to receive the word. I'm ready to have my eyes opened to the word in a, in a different way than I've ever had before so that when I leave tonight on my way home, I can just bask in the new knowledge that he's given me during that service. And then whatever happens in a service, being a participator in it, there's action that goes with this. You know, anytime you believe God for anything, you know, there's, there's an action that goes with it. And these are things that we can do because there's more for us as a body. And it starts out as us as individuals coming in here ready. That means that we come, when we put it all together, we have a body that's ready to move with the things of God. Somebody wrote this, and um, I probably will quit with this. And I thought, boy, this, this is great. It says, having and obtaining more of anything requires effort, perseverance, and oftentimes changing things you have been doing, even if those things have been good things. Having more in 2017 where God is concerned will require more. More pressing more hearing, more listening, more forgetting, more laying down, more moving in in whatever he says. Because Philippians 3.13 reads like this, Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead, I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God In Christ Jesus. What I want for you in 2017 is for you to set some spiritual goals. Write them down. And every every so often go back and refer to them. You might even want to make a make a, a daily confession list that you get up and you say, Lord, I thank you that today I, I, I understand your word more, that I spend more time with you, that I love being in your presence, that my heart's desire is more toward you than it ever has been for, before, that my understanding is enlightened more than it ever has been before, that that my desire to help people, to give to people, to to do whatever you want me to, it's, it's there, Father. I'm just ready and waiting at your first and earliest and slightest bidding to do what you want me to do. Those are the things that I want for you in 2017. And as you do them, all these other things, all the natural things of our lives will fall into place. And at the end of 2017, when you have focused on some spiritual goals, I think you'll also be able to see how blessed you've been in the natural things of life. But it's going to have to start there. You know, the faith message is, is, is wonderful. I and mean, God's been using it to get us ready for the last days, for the work that has to be done in the last days. You know, but people have looked at it more as a slot machine. You know, I need this, give me this. You know, I need this, give me this. You know, you know God wants our needs supplied. He wants all of our needs met. He wants us to have the things that we desire because they're good things. There's nothing wrong with these things. But he wants our heart for us. He wants our fellowship. He wants, he wants a relationship with him. He wants us to understand him more and more and more and more and more. He wants us to be spiritually, to become giants. 
And, and never, ever letting the devil corner us, back us up, discourage us. It's a tall order, you might say. It's doable, is what I'm telling you. It's doable. In the things of God, we've, you've got the ability to do anything and everything. Don't let the enemy ever tell you you can't, you won't, you don't. Those, those negative things, those negative things, no. You tell him what you have, what you will have. I will have this. By the end of this year, I will see a new person when I look in the mirror. There will be such a change in my life spiritually that I will hardly even recognize myself. That's what I want for you. Is that what you want for you? Then I want you to go home and just, and just spend some time just letting God talk to you. And you put it on paper. And you keep it close by. I would say stick it in your Bible. Well, you know, I, don't, I, don't re, I don't use my Bible. I use my iPad. I use my phone. I use this. Fine. Put you a list in your iPad or your phone or whatever. And refer to it frequently. This is what I'm after. Thank you, Lord. This is what I'm after. God said you ask, he'll supply. Listen, my asking is going to be different this year. My desires are going to be different this year. And what I know will happen at the end of the year is I'm going to look back and just go, amazing God, that's who I serve, an amazing God who loves me, hallelujah, and who I love. And I know him better now than I knew him before. I know him better at the end of the year than I did at the beginning. You say, I already have a great relationship with God. <clears throat> you can have a better one. There is no limit. The only person who's limiting how much you know him, how well you know him, how much you operate in the, in the realm of the spirit, how much you give yourself to is you. So it's up to you to set those goals up to you to, to do what it takes to reach those goals, and God will work with you. What I say, you know, this, what the quote was, it was, I just want to read it to you again because it really is pretty profound. <clears throat> Having and obtaining more of anything requires effort. It won't come just because, well, I'd like to have that. It means a determined effort. Perseverance and oftentimes changing the things you've been doing, even things that have been good things. Having more in 2017 where God is concerned will require more. There's nothing wrong with that word more. There's nothing wrong with that concept that it will require more. Listen, if it requires more, there's more waiting for you. More pressing, more hearing, more listening, more forgetting, more laying down, more moving in, whatever he says. Listen, he is the God who's more than enough. He is. So whatever it seems to require, don't look at it as a bad thing. You look at it as as an investment. Because when you invest your more, God's going to invest his more in you. At Impact Family Church, it is our desire to see you blessed through the power of the Word of God. We have been helping people to change their world for over 25 years through our dynamic ministries and teaching. If you are going to be in the North Central Florida area and are interested in attending our services or just want more information about us, you can visit us online at www.impactfamilychurch.com.